Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, Episode 80. Today, we're talking about how to love the holidays again. If you're anything like me, the holiday season can be kind of a mixed bag. Between the upheaval of normal routines, lots of sugared up kids, and the pressure of seeing anybody and everybody in the span of two short months, holidays can be simultaneously fun and filled with pressure and expectations. Today, we're going to talk about how to unpack some of the baggage around the holidays so you can enjoy them again. All right, you ready? Let's do it. I'm Jessica Zimmerman, and this is Zimmerman Podcast. I'm a serial entrepreneur, mom to three, and professional oversharer who has spent a decade building my business and helping others do the same. From wedding floral design to business education, features in Martha Stewart Weddings and Forbes magazine, and even writing and publishing my best-selling memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, my business has kept growing, evolving, and changing year after year, just like me. Because the best thing about building a strong business is the freedom it gives me to live a full life. And that's what Zimmerman Podcast is all about, sharing real, transparent, in-the-moment reflections about how to live a life, build a business, and lead a family through the good, the hard, and the messy. That's what we're doing each week, right here on Zimmerman Podcast. Welcome to the show. Now, I don't want to put a damper on your holiday season, but I do want to be honest about the fact that the holidays aren't all gingerbread houses and elf reruns. In fact, if you spend about five seconds on Google, you'll find articles after articles from the Mayo Clinic, U.S. News, and World Report, even Psychology Today, all talking about how to handle holiday season stress. There's even a term for it called best of stress. <laughs> 63% of people are reported to experience increased stress over the holiday season. So while I love gingerbread houses and snow days like anyone else, I just want to have a really honest conversation today about how we can learn to love the holidays again. I know it's not a total surprise to you when I say that the holidays can be rough. I'm suspecting that even now, you're in the midst of feeling that holiday stress and tension. So let's talk about why the holidays are so tough on so many of us and what we can do about it. Number one, like anything, a lot of stress comes from disappointed expectations. We want the holidays to be magical, but they're just not going to be 100% magical 100% of the time. So let's get realistic about that for a second, and let's learn to have zero expectations. Guys, this is going to be a game changer in, in all aspects of life. We just need to go into things with zero expectations. I remember one time driving in the car with my three kids. We were going to see a friend of ours, and I heard my oldest, Stella, in the back seat telling her brothers all the amazing things we were going to do. These were all things we did the last time we were there. So naturally, Stella assumed we'd be doing the same thing this time. I tried to kindly explain to her that we should have zero expectations. Just because we did something once doesn't mean we'll do it again. And oftentimes, the second time isn't as fun as the first time anyway. I explained how expectations of others, of a situation, of a trip, of an outing, that it often leads to disappointment. It's a lesson I've learned the hard way over and over again. I'll never forget the day as a grown adult talking to my dad. I was so disappointed that someone had handled something a certain way. He looked at me and said, you have to understand, honey, that most people are not going to handle a situation the way you would handle a situation. 
just like you won't handle a situation the way others will expect you to handle it. You just have to learn to not expect anything from anyone. Number two, the holidays often suck because we keep saying yes to things that we hate because we feel like we owe something to someone. Your aunt's going to be upset if you miss her Christmas Eve dinner, even though your kids want to snuggle and wrap presents on Christmas Eve. Your mom wants your kids at her house first thing Christmas morning, but you'd prefer to let your kids enjoy their new toys at home. Your friends want you to go out to a bar to watch the ball drop, but you like ringing in the new year eating ice cream in your sweatpants while watching a romantic comedy. If you don't go to your grandmother's for Thanksgiving, you'll be the only family member not in attendance. Guys, this isn't your problem. Are you okay that you're missing it? That's all that matters. And a one-time decision isn't a forever decision. You're not now committed to that tradition for the next 30 years. Another thing that goes right along with saying yes to everything is that you have fear of missing out for maybe not yourself, but maybe your kids. And guys, you got to stop that. You got to stop having, uh, you know, this FOMO for for you and especially for your kids. They are going to be okay. You do not have to drag them to every single event this holiday season for them to have had some magical holiday. This is one of those areas that really bothers me about social media. While we love to see pictures of people, you know, and their kids at the pumpkin patch and on Santa's knee or decorating, you know, Easter eggs or what, you know, fill in the blank. Oftentimes, we had no desire to do that ourselves. We had no desire to go buy the Easter pastel icings and the sprinkles and all of that. We, we had no desire to do that. But then we see it on social media and we feel like we then too have to do that because our kid hasn't made Easter egg cookies and now they're going to feel left out and their childhood's going to be ruined. So we have to do it. Guys, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So we've got to learn to do what is most important to us, to say yes to what is most important to us and our family and the traditions we want to create with them, but not say yes to everything else, okay? The very best way you can protect what and who is most important to you is with very honest communication. How someone receives that communication is 100% up to them. It has nothing to do with you. As long as you feel good about how you delivered the information, what happens from there isn't your problem. You are not responsible for anyone else's feelings, okay? Say that out loud to yourself. I am not responsible for anyone else's feelings. Like I said, as long as you are honest and you are communicating clearly, then how they receive the information isn't your problem. You are not responsible for your parents' feelings, for your in-laws' feelings, for your grandparents' feelings, for your friends' feelings. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not in the business of intentionally hurting anyone, but I do wholeheartedly believe that those most special times of the year should be spent with those most special to you. Now, I have found that typically the earlier and the clearer that you can set expectations around the holidays, the better these adjustments will go. Do not wait until the week before to tell someone that you aren't going to make it. If you have been going to your grandmother's every single Thanksgiving for as long as you can ever remember, don't wait until the day before Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving to let your grandmother know that you won't be there this year. 
do it as early as you know. If you know in August that you have got other plans for Thanksgiving, or even if you don't have other plans yet, but you just know you want to do something different, you want to do something that you want to do, then let them know right then and there, okay? The earlier you can let someone know, the better. For example, this year, we will not be home for Christmas, and we let our families know in August of this year. So when it comes to all the holiday buying and the grandparents wanting to buy, you know, a matching apron for every grandchild or, you know, so they can bake cookies or whatever they want to do, they know that there are three less they have to buy because we are not going to be there. That's what gets frustrating to people is when we wait until the last minute, when we've kind of known all along. If you had enough time to to plan something else, you had enough time to clearly communicate with your loved one that you will not be in attendance. Maybe you're one of those that does the exhausting holiday shuffle where you go to four different houses in one day. Maybe you love it. And if so, I love it for you. But maybe you loathe it. And if you do, you need to change it. I remember the day I told my family, I'm just as thankful for you the day after Thanksgiving as I am on Thanksgiving Day. They looked at me like, oh, wow, yeah, (laughs) that does make a lot of sense. Because Brian and I had gotten married and I was tired of going from house to house to house to house on Thanksgiving Day. I just wanted to park it somewhere, you know? I just wanted to go into a house, enjoy the whole day of Thanksgiving, and then go home. I didn't want this obligation because I couldn't please anyone. I went to this house and I was there way too early and things weren't ready and they said they wished I'd come later. I go to the other house and they say, I missed so-and-so and I missed this event and I missed this and, oh, I hate that you, you know, missed out on that. And I'm just like, I, I, you can't, please everybody. You never will. Even if you try to make it to everyone's event, you're never going to please them. And I don't know about you, but I just don't want to go through the whole Thanksgiving day hearing that, hearing how I wish you'd come earlier. I wish you'd come later. Oh, you missed so-and-so. I mean, that's not fun. And so pick where you want to go and be there. You're a grown person. You really are. I'm about to say you're a grown ass woman, but you may be a man and that's fine too. So, but men need to hear this too, because I think a lot of times men feel like they have to do what they've always done for their parents. But the truth is, and my therapist Lynn says this, if you've read Sleeping with a Stranger, then you know him as Larry, but his real name is Lynn. And Lynn says that there comes a point when every parent should, it's almost like you should have a graduation with your adult child. And it should be something like, hey, I have raised you. I have done the best that I can. And now it is your job to go create your own life. I hope that we have the kind of relationship where you will want to, you know, come back and hang out with me and do holidays with me. Maybe not all of them, but some of them, but you are free to go live your life the way you want to live your life. Because parents should not have these expectations on their adult children. And that just often breeds resentment and it's not it's not healthy. And so I have learned how to really clearly communicate with my parents about that and really tell them what I, Jessica Zimmerman, as a as a grown-up, as an adult, as a a mother myself, what I want for my life. And by having that really honest conversation, you know, they fully support that. It really genuinely is all about communication. We don't want to say no to people. So we usually end up saying yes to things that we don't want to do, which, and hear me when I say this, what this means is we are saying no to something even more important, ourselves. I recently told my son Perry that his 
biggest job is not to disappoint himself. It had been raining for three or four days, and I found a movie theater that was playing a kid-friendly movie, and I asked the kids if they wanted to go, and Stella was so excited, and she was like, yes, Mommy, I want to go. And she was like, Perry, you're coming, right? And Perry said, yeah, yay, the movie. And then Zeke, who's, you know, like a grandpa in a five-year-old's body, was like, I'm not going to a movie. I'm going to stay here and take a nap, and which is just on brand for Zeke, 100%. But I don't know. Something told me that Perry didn't really want to go. It was just the way he said it. And I kind of took him aside and I said, Perry, do you really want to go to the movie? It's just me and you. No one else is here. Just tell me the truth. And he said, uh, I don't really want to go, but I don't want to disappoint Stella. I don't want Stella to be upset if I don't go. So I told Perry that that's his biggest job, not to disappoint himself. He could spend his whole life disappointing others, including me, as long as he doesn't disappoint himself. So how can we get ahead of everything and prevent problems instead of dealing with last-minute communications? First, we have to assess what went poorly last year. Sometimes we reflect on past holidays with rose-colored glasses. We remember parts of the joy, right, of being together. But we conveniently forget that maybe no one slept for a week because we were all crammed into a tiny room with the heat blasting because your uncle likes to keep the house at a balmy 82 degrees. (laughs) And maybe you have a family member who notoriously doesn't tell you plans until the last minute. Okay, that is your responsibility to get ahead of it, to call that family member and say, hey, I need to know what the plans are this year because we have other plans that we're making and I need to see if we can come or not. I mean, it's just it's just communication. That's all it is. And here's one of the ways that I stay on top of it. So every November, I do annual planning. I write down what works, what doesn't work, what I want, what I don't want, and I decide every year and commit to doing the work to change. It doesn't help anyone to dread the holidays because you don't want to do the hard work to make a change. I do this with my work, but I also do this with my personal life. During the holiday season, everything feels a little weird. It's so easy to get stuck in a routine that it takes a lot for us to pause, think about our lives, and make a change if something isn't working for us anymore. That can be a scary and overwhelming process, but it's a process that I'm all too familiar with. So I've created a free guide to help you figure out what changes you need to make each day in order to live the life you love. To get a free guide to building a life you love one day at a time, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash love your day. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash love your day. Number three. Don't let your life become a checklist. This might be cheesy, but you only have one life. Don't waste your limited number of holidays with the people you do love, people-pleasing, and turning your life into a checklist. Be where you are. Don't stress and don't worry over where you should be. Or again, that fear of missing out. Don't worry that someone on your Instagram feed from your school posted a picture of their daughter with all of their friends at some Santa party, but you didn't send your daughter to it. Okay, like it's just not that big of a deal. Be where you are. Number four, let's not rush through these moments just because they're special days. You don't owe anyone these special days. 
you don't have to say yes to your mom, your father-in-law, your aunt, your grandmother, your friend, and your neighbor just because it's Thanksgiving and they're all doing something special. Can you offer to come over another night and get some good intentional time? Like I said, I'm just as thankful the day after Thanksgiving, and I don't think the pilgrims are mad at me for celebrating a day late, if that's what works for my family. Number five, if you don't want to drive three hours to your weird Uncle Ken's house, then stop doing it. I'm serious. Just stop. Make boundaries and stop doing things that you don't enjoy doing. And why on earth would you drag your kids to something that you don't enjoy doing? Your kids, they can pick up on your energy. And why on earth would they get excited about going somewhere that you're clearly not excited about going? What you're doing is you're passing along these same expectations to your children while you are sitting there in the car wishing you were freed from this, wishing that you could do what you wanted on Christmas Eve instead of going to, you know, weird Uncle Ken's house on Christmas Eve. You wish you could be free of that. What you are doing is you're actually teaching your children that you have those same expectations for them. Even if you don't, that's the message that you're sending them. This is what's expected of you. This is what's expected of me because I'm doing it. Even though I don't want to, I'm doing it. So you're just continuing a cycle that really needs to be broken. Number six, as with anything, boundaries create freedom. You can commit to only spending Christmas Day at your house. If anyone wants to see you, they can come see you. Maybe you want to see your family, but having so many holidays back-to-back is stressful. Can you choose one, Thanksgiving or Christmas, with your family and then choose another month, maybe July, to just get together without the pressure of the holidays? If you want to build a great business or live a good life, you've got to plan for it. Every year, I take a whole month to reevaluate the past 12 months and figure out what worked, what didn't, and how I can create a life I love for the following year. I teach you my exact planning process in my program, Know Your Numbers, annual planning for your best year. If you want a free training to get some tips on planning your best year yet, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash Know Your Numbers. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash Know Your Numbers. Number seven, you can only control you. Have hard conversations with your family now so you can create the life for your kids and for yourself that is freeing. Or you'll be having these conversations with your kids in 20 years. I don't want to be the type of mom that my kids are scared to disappoint. And I want them to have a real honest relationship with their mom, not one that's built on fear and obligation. I remember the year the boys were born, 2015. I told my dad we would no longer be coming to the farm, this is his parents' house, on Christmas Day. I very kindly, yet firmly, said, I've gone to the farm on Christmas Day for 32 years. You, mom, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins have had me there for 32 years. When I was growing up, I would wake up, open presents, then I'd hurry, take a shower, get dressed so we could drive the 45-minute drive to the farm and make it there before lunch. I don't want my kids to rush. I want them to wake up, open their gifts, and then be able to play and enjoy them. I want us to eat breakfast in our pajamas and make Jesus a birthday cake and celebrate what Christmas really is. I would absolutely love to come to the farm to celebrate with you all any other day in December. 
but not Christmas Day. Christmas Day is going to be protected for us. And P.S., all of you are welcome to come here, but we just aren't going to go anywhere. And I hope you respect that. Guys, some of you may just love the holidays every single moment. Clearly, this episode isn't for you, but I just wanted to have a really honest conversation because I just know for myself that growing up, I really wished that I could have had time at home just to be in my pajamas and eat breakfast and and play with my toys or or whatever it was that I got for Christmas and just kind of be for a minute, not be rushed out the door. And then when I got married, there was the expectations of doing everything that I did on the holidays the way I grew up and also incorporating everything that my husband did for the holidays the way he grew up. And that was a lot. And I just know that I'm not the only one who has these moments of just feeling like, man, I wish things were different. And finally, at the age of 32 is when I kind of stood up and said, things are going to change. Like, I'm a grown woman. I'm a, I'm an adult. I have three kids. I have a husband. I own my own business. Like these, Like, it's ridiculous that I think I have to please everybody because I don't. My responsibility is to myself and to my family, my immediate family, my husband and my three children, and to make these holidays as special as I possibly can for them and to break this expectation between parents and their adult children who now have families of their own. I guess I just want to leave you with this. You don't have to do what everyone tells you to do. You can choose a different way. Just like in business, you can be creative with how you spend your time. I hope that you will have a wonderful holiday season. I'll see you next time right here on Zimmerman Podcast.